This week on the BAMFCAST, this podcast contains many extremely dangerous stunts. Do not imitate what you hear. One stunt, we rock. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. BAMFCAST. Episode 134. Wow. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm unbelievable. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the B. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFCAST is Rock! we put ourselves in harm's <laughs> way as we go back into the past of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Then we, uh, we we confront danger, and then we go ahead and we laugh in its face. Then we come in here and talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes. <laughs> and then it gets a rating. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies get uh, one to five jocks. That's in robot jocks. Hooray. Bad bad movies, unenjoyable bad movies get one to five bags and a negative sliding scale as douchebags after Twilight. Oh, boo. We don't want those. No. So. So. Uh, we decided <laughs> to wild card it up a bit this week, and yeah. uh, we did 1980s stunt rock, mm-hmm. just because, dude, stunt rock, yeah, because why not? <laughs> because stunt rock, and because look at that poster, yeah, sweet. How if you, you don't look turn at that, down oh, oh. before you judge us, listen to this plot summary uh, that I'm going to read. There's here. no judging. No, there will be no people that have listened to this ep- to us uh-huh. ever will know. Yeah, something called stunt rock deserves no judgment whatsoever, except yes, right. Mm-hmm. But go yes. ahead and read the plot summary. Anyway. I will because it's, it's yes. what we do. There's it's a fucking thing. Trans Am and a Corvette on the poster. <laughs> Australian stuntman Grant Page goes to Los Angeles to work on a television series. He uses his spare time to lend lend his expertise to a rock band, Sorcery, whose act features duels between the King of Wizards and the Prince of Darkness. And there's more, but that's all you need to know. That's you can that's, stop reading at that point. Really, yeah. more than you need. Stunt rock is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I normally don't advocate um, stopping the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't normally advocate listeners stopping the podcast. You don't want to pinch it off in midstream, right? Okay, but you may want to do yourself a favor and just fucking go watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be here when you get back. Yes, we're always here, and we'll be it's so <laughs> fucking excited when you do. As always, we have spoilers, but you know what? The name of the movie spoils the movie. Right. Yeah. There's there no- will be stunts and there will be rock. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> Significant <laughs> amounts of Are both. Are there more spoilers to be had than no. that? No. I mean, because no. there's no, no plot no. to speak of. No. Per se. No. You Not mentioned really. the plot, and yeah. that plot is cleaned up in about five minutes. Yep. Yeah. The rest of it is. Yeah. Stunts. Grant Page. Playing himself. Real stuntman Grant yeah. Page. Crazy real, stuntman. Real, real good stuntman. Yeah. 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 This is Grant basically Page. an hour and a half uh, demo reel. Yeah. Of a movie yeah. for both him and the band Sorcery. With a it actually contains yeah. parts of other movies that he has done stunts in. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a resume. Stunt it's a, rock! It's you know a what? film resume. It is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Whatever the opposite of completely atrocious is, that's this movie. Stunt rock is the opposite <laughs> yeah. of completely atrocious. <laughs> Honestly, this is like everything we love, aside from nudity. No nudity. No, no nudity. It is but PG. everything else we love... Mm-hmm. In its least diluted form. Yeah, this is the most pure, yes. like, crazy, this stupid is like, action it's bullshit. Everything we love <laughs> hasn't been tainted. And it, you just drop it in your eyeball. Yes. And it's there for 86 minutes. <laughs> it is, un, It is. yeah, it's distilled uh-huh. into just yeah, pure it's, ecstasy. It's purest form. Just straight into your bloodstream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, much, it, much like, like Action USA. I mean, this is a stunt 
movie for stunt purposes. Even mm-hmm. more stunty than yeah, Action th- USA. I mean, Action USA had this a is like plot. mainlining stunts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Action yeah. USA had a plot. There was villains and, and a point to go from A to B. This is just stunts for no. stunts' sake. Right. Uh, let's introduce a little a, a little part of this. Well, a big part of this movie. How like half of this movie fully is basically concert documentary style mm-hmm. for the band Sorcery. Right. That is featured. And the other half is stunts. Yep. Dude, sorcery. 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 Now, <laughs> we we cannot stress enough how much we love sorcery now. The like, band. The band. Yes. <laughs> like, Not the act. <laughs> I, wish, uh, I don't I wish, know about you, sir. Oh, okay. But I celebrate both. You're I wish I had of... been born 15 years earlier just so I could have attended a sorcery concert in person for real. You mean the sorcery concert? <laughs> No, they were a real band. They were a real band. Yeah, I know, but... They, they were recruited. Like, there were three bands. Mm-hmm. One of which was Foreigner. Yeah. The other one which was Van Halen. Yeah. And, and who sorcery. else is Sorcery. And you know what? <laughs> I am so glad Sorcery won. This I'm world so would have been glad. so different had one of those other two bands won. Like, it's very rare that I want to live in Actually, the world that a movie exists in. I, I want to think about it for a second. Like, I would what? rather Van Halen go off into obscurity... And the world knew sorcery. Yes. If you think yeah. about it, like if well, Van Halen had made this movie and just been like, eh, we're shoving that movie, forget those people. And sorcery was fucking on MTV. Uh-huh. Yes. <sighs> How amazing would this world be? Because oh, you mentioned it in the plot synopsis, uh-huh. but they have the king of wizards fighting the prince king of darkness. Of wizards. Yep. During their concert. Yes. It is the centerpiece of their concert. The, the band is, the is band like an doesn't afterthought. The band does matter. No. They are off to the side. The only real sort of plot in this movie is the king of wizards versus the prince of darkness yes that is an and ongoing an ongoing, ongoing storyline and they kill each other with different types of magic well, and illusions yeah, and it's, and it's yeah it's like if kiss wasn't kind of crap and <laughs> and they had they did a stage show with um david copperfield david copperfield and doug henning uh um do you need another wizard? I well, hesitate no, to say yeah, Chris I mean, Angel, because that's the first no, one that came no, to my mind. No, because he's shit. Well, I know, but yeah. He's shit, too. David Blaine. Hey, sure. There was Sig- another guy. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Sure, I would take Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> there you go. Well, Siegfried and Roy is a good... There's, there's lots of glitter and yeah, fire. That's their thing. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. glitter yeah. in this. Yeah. David Copperfield, <laughs> Siegfried and Roy, and a kiss that doesn't suck. Yes. Yep. That's sorcery. That's sorcery. That's sort of that a long sorcery. way of explaining yeah. stunt rock. But it'll, 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 put the, it'll put our listeners in the right frame of mind yeah. for this. Until they maze. see it for themselves. And then it will blow their minds completely yes. to pieces. We haven't even mentioned that sorcery's keyboardist wears a, wears a gimp, gimp mask. Gimp mask, yeah. Sometimes two. So they have a wizard, mm-hmm. Satan, and a gimp in yeah. their band. Mm-hmm. And a guy with poodle hair. Yes, poodle hair guy. Poodle hair, but with <laughs> and a guy huge with, mutton chops. Yeah. And then Simultaneously. The bass player had wizard sleeves, but he wasn't a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was And just, the drummer is like the mo- most nondescript. But when dude, he, was he on looks st- like William H. Macy. Yeah, but yeah. when he's on stage, Wearing he had top hat. Yeah, top hat. he wore a top hat, like a white tuxedo and top hat. And a Perrier shirt. Yeah, well, that was off stage. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Stunt yeah. rocker! But Can I get over there, this movie? There's a tiny bit more of a plot, because this movie opens, and Grant Page is kind of putting on his like grand hurrah final stunt in Australia. Is what how they bill it? Yeah, and he's doing and they, multiple stunts, and they exist in a universe where like camera crews follow Grant Page around and interview him, and people watch they? the news. They might in Australia. Get, 
Yeah, okay. There's not a but, lot that happens there. Th- but this, this this entire universe is fascinated by stunt people because every news sure. program and, actually, and reporter... it seems to be fascinated... They, they're fascinated with Grant Page. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't feature any other stuntmen. No. No, no, but there's a lot of him on TV and, and in but, the newspaper. Yeah, but he's putting on this thing. Reason he does a couple of stunts in, in succession in um, in Australia. Like he does this thing where he slides down to the water, and then yeah. he does this weird slingshot, slingshot thing, which is Amazing. crazy, dude. Yeah, I don't even know what that could have been for. No, but it, he was really <laughs> just putting on an expo at yeah. this yeah. point. It's really just a demonstration of. But they, yeah, they just shoot him out over a cliffside. Yeah. And he just goes back and forth on the wire. Yeah, he doesn't but, let go. Like no. that's the thing. It's like but it's when a, they launch him out, I mean, he gets shot out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some but. tension on that wire. Oh, sorcery has two albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the second one's got twenty-two tracks. I'm oh, looking on. Oh I, God, we we're looking He's up on sorcery Amazon. on Amazon MP3. So <laughs> both the mute the the movie soundtrack and Blood Chilling Tales, their other album, are available. <laughs> Great. Okay. I celebrate their entire catalog. Of two albums. <laughs> $15 total for both albums. You, you cannot, cannot beat that cannot at all. Beat that. But so Grant Page has his last hurrah in mm-hmm. Australia. And then they say he's going to work in the U.S. on a TV show called Undercover Girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he meets up with his brother, who's the... No, it's his cousin. Cousin. cousin? Okay, his cousin, who, who is the Prince, the Prince of, Dark- of Darkness. Darkness in the band. In the band. And so he meets so up with them. We get a little bit of musical montage introduced who Sorcery is, but they're they're, they're just playing in, in the studio. Yeah, they're in the studio. It's not their big thing yet. And we're like, okay, yeah, they're not half bad as a band, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And then he goes, I think he well, goes on the set. Yeah, right? he goes on the set, and what becomes kind of like the subplot, if you could even call it that, is his one of the other actresses on the show, who's played by uh, Monique Vandeven. Monique Vandeven, mm-hmm. whose name whose name in Really? Uh, and yeah, that yeah, it's her. She's playing herself. Yeah, she's playing herself. I'm and, so and mixed the up only, by this movie. I'm yeah, the only subplot awestruck. they have is that she won't let her do like her agent will not let her do stunts. Yeah, even basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like they, they have to convince him to let her fire a flare gun yeah. at something. You know, I mean, Ooh. it's yeah. She's getting angry because she think because the show has so many stunts that she's very rarely on camera anymore. Well, she's mad that there's a dude playing her. <laughs> yeah, that in, is true in too. The stunts. Yeah. Yeah, so she gets to talking with uh, Grant and kind of they, they start that subplot of like, you know, teach me how to do stunts and then maybe mm-hmm. they'll let me do it. Mm-hmm. And then it also sets up the plot that the director is an asshole and doesn't even let him set up for these dangerous stunts properly. He's like, get up there, do that, jump off of here. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so he's not he's out of his element. He's not really preparing and mm-hmm. he ends up hurting himself a little bit on this basic get hit by a car stunt. It sounds like something mm-hmm. he's done a lot of times. He gets yeah, a concussion. Yeah, he gets yeah a concussion. somehow he smashes the windshield, and that's what catches him. And Yeah. And of course, because, uh, again, the news crews are following him around, <laughs> the other subplot is the other character in the movie is watching a newscast about him coming to America to work on this show. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was hurt, blah, blah, blah. He's in the hospital, but he's okay. And so she's like, I want to do a story. She's a reporter. I want to do yeah, a story on Yeah, this is Margaret Gerard. Yeah. I want to do a story on him. So she goes to the hospital about the same time he's like fuck this i'm out of the hospital and scales down yeah. the outside wall of the hospital just because in his hospital gown yeah mm-hmm. and then they get in the car and he drives and they drive <laughs> crazy sweet stunts. he runs up to her and and she's like uh is this a new therapy and he's like yeah it usually works best if i if i finish with some driving so uh, can i have your car <laughs> yeah she's like well okay and then they get in right. he goes about three feet and he's like i'm late if I don't get to the studio in 15 minutes, they're going to fire me. So mm-hmm. stunts. So he stunt drives <laughs> to the studio and then goes right back to work. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, oh, the director is just like, well, where, where are you? Where you been, man? Yeah. And, and we're like, 
you're you got him a concussion. Yeah. Like you got him put in the hospital. Why are you bitching that he wasn't there? Yeah, the director's but, an asshole and they never follow through with that. It's just yeah. he's an asshole. It's probably just a general but, commentary on sure. directors not giving yeah, a shit but about what stuff happens people. is so he takes the girls to the studio mm-hmm. and they're watch sorcery, sorcery rock out yes. for another another song. Another song. Mm-hmm. And this gives them the frame because he's got the reporter falling around, this gives the framing device of let me tell you about this stunt I did mm-hmm. way back when. Mm-hmm. So that we get <laughs> badass montages yeah. of badass stunts just over and over. And they're like 16 millimeter ones. So they've split the screen in half. Mm-hmm. So you get like two different angles of different stunts that he's doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, their cars barrel rolling and things exploding and him being lit on fire. And yeah, well, they're usually all themed. Like he'll be, he'll have done something and he's like, this reminds me of the time I did this. And he does the family guy mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and it's like, he goes off and like, it's a bunch of times he was set on fire or a bunch yeah. of times he was dangling from something. And mm-hmm. it works so well yeah. though. Yeah. Because all they have to do is like, hey, tell me about this. Oh, okay. He's like, oh, yes. Because <laughs> the it's time like, I was cliff diving. Yeah, I was like, tell us about the most dangerous thing you ever did. And he's like, hmm, that'll take a second. And then just bam. <laughs> yeah. And that stunt happens to be him being lit on fire and jumping off a cliffside, like, with a rope thing. So he slides down the rope. Yeah. But the danger, of course, being that the rope would catch on fire and burn mm-hmm. and snap. and Right. Yeah, but, it, like... What I love is that there's no purpose to the stunt. No. Like, there's no, no context whatsoever. No. They, they, they tried to explain one, and that was the, him being lit on fire and jumping off the cliff oh, backwards. Oh, that's right. Because it was, part of a, it was part of a dream burned. sequence that they were going to run backwards. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was the only one they bothered to try to explain the, that's right. the yeah. reason behind doing it. And because stunt. they said that was the only one where he got injured. Right. right. Because he, he slipped or something, and they had to put him out right away when he got, got burned. He and got then burned. How did he get they burned? They made a point of saying that... He's so badass, he came back in a couple days mm-hmm. and was like, begging to do the stunt again. Set me on fire again. And like all the other stuntmen quit or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, and really this just serves that he's basically got two women that are kind of rom- romantic interests for him because he's mm-hmm. kind of walking around with them most of the movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just basically, most of the scenes that he's in, it's either him talking to the reporter chick or just hanging out with both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He usually has them both on yeah. either arm. Yeah. And... The, the things he wears. The 70s man. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I have to bring this up because at, at a certain point in the movie, they establish his, his badassery mm-hmm. to a certain point that it's like he can wear whatever he wants. Stunt pimp. Yeah. He's basically walked off the set of a black exploitation movie half the time. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's one. And like, he's taken the pimp outfits with him. He <laughs> shows up in America in like Indiana Jones's costume, but with uh, like a giant leather duster, I think it was. Yeah, and mm-hmm. no shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shirt. And he's just wearing the duster. <laughs> yeah, and well, yeah, and the stunt where he gets hit by the car, he's wearing basically Han Solo's outfit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, he's got the stripe down the leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just what he wears is is amazing, and he can totally pull it off because it's like it is established that he's so badass. It's like whatever he does, it's like well, that's what's in this season. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's wearing it. He's the trendsetter. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> What I found so interesting about this movie mm-hmm. is once sorcery takes the stage, yeah. I didn't want to see anything else <laughs> Not really. sorcery on the stage. I don't know. They broke it up fine, I yes, think. I yeah, was, I was yeah, fine but, with both halves of this But I found pie. myself anticipating the next sorcery number. Well, sure. Because they were all so different. Less so than the stunts. <laughs> <laughs> they were all so awesome. I know. God. 
Yeah, but it, each song basically like they, starts. They with play a, the entire song. Oh yeah, it's basically like a it is a full soundtrack documentary yeah. footage. Type but like thing. each song starts with like a minute of whatever the story of the song is, and then the wizard and the devil fight each other for eight minutes during a guitar solo mm-hmm. with, with fire and <laughs> yes, those water. boxes that you cut each other in half with with the yeah. with the big metal they, things. Yeah, <laughs> they actually do some you know some illusion magic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. oh, it's so, oh good. it's so awesome. <laughs> like God, I. Mm. If only I had right. been born 15 years earlier. Because, man, yeah. the late 70s, like, magic and fantasy and that sort of stuff was in, and you could still get laid if you were interested in it. Do you think there's it? any way yeah. that anybody didn't get laid after a sorcery show or during a sorcery show? No. There's, there are probably no. so many children born in California because born of that show. Born under the sign of sorcery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they call them sorcery babies. They're just... <laughs> which was a Jim Henson show, too, but... Uh, <laughs> Imagine sorcery babies. Oh. But for the 3ds, uh, <laughs> like I, I can't stress enough how awesome these shows are. Yeah. They're amazing. They're I mean, freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, if I had been in the crowd, I just would have been like pressed up against the stage, like, yes, do more of that. Oh my god, it's on fire. Well, oh, you're awesome. Bunch of like the wizards throwing fireballs yeah. and making yeah. like. Well, the devil uh, at one point has like flames out of both of his hands. He's, yeah, like, he has wrist flame flamethrowers, yeah. oh, which he does oh. backstage a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we bring that up because. <laughs> First, uh, the wizard guy uh, out of costume while they're getting ready backstage is doing little magic tricks for the girls and yeah. other people there. Yeah, where's your cigarette? Here it is. Yeah, and he makes it disappear, blah, 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 and finally puts it back in her mouth. And then the Prince of Darkness guy show out, shows up out of nowhere. He's like, let me light that for you. <laughs> He's just hands on fire. Flame just flamethrower out. out of his hand. Oh, wow, that's so good. BJ and I are just sitting. We were losing our shit. We were just flat out losing our shit. Halfway through the first song, I don't, I, I don't know what could be better than this. Really, <laughs> it's over. Like, <laughs> We're done. I don't. <laughs> I will never ever be able to enjoy another concert. No, because, because it won't have magic. Everything, <laughs> everything is inferior to that. Yeah. I wanted to be able to tell my grandchildren yes. that I saw sorcery. I'm going to lie to my grandchildren just so I will seem cool. I'll be like, I saw this band, and then play stunt rock for them, and they will worship me like a god. Wow, uh, you saw <laughs> you saw st- sorcery. Uh, Grandpa, you're the coolest. Did you know the wizard? Why, yes, I did. I was that wizard. I was the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> yeah. That is I'm like try to get laid with that movie. <laughs> the best part of it can't the end of work. the first number is the way the wizard he's got a, a staff that's basically like on, on fire. fire. Yeah. yeah. Jams it on the ground and mm-hmm. just stands there posing with one <laughs> one arm, one hand on his hip. Yeah, like look at and, me, and the other one holding the staff, <laughs> like, just yeah. like look, like glaring out at the crowd, like I am fucking badass, and you know it. <laughs> wizard <laughs> poses with one arm akimbo. Yeah, yep. I am, and I mean, the and, king of the and wizards. he is wearing Mickey's Sorcerer's Apprentice. It's outfit. it's a yeah, classic. It is it's blue. a classic yeah. Merlin outfit. It's got right. the, the tall hat. It's yeah. got the stars Mickey on it. And the it half Merlin. moon, crescent moon, and I mean, don't forget, like when the movie starts. It's got a little bit of the concert, and dude comes out, the wizard comes out, and does the the staff thing, and that explodes into the title. Yes, yes. which is just the best way to get you into a title I've ever seen. It's just like wizard smash explosion yeah. on fire, exploding. So, and I would also like to remind you guys that uh-huh. uh, the wizard had his awesome flaming staff. Yeah, but the prince of darkness had a flaming trident. Yes, yes, yes. he did. Just picture that in your heads, kids. Mm-hmm. A real. Flaming trident because they would battle it around, willing it. Yeah, they had a, a they're fighting in the middle of a stage, fight. Yeah. in the middle of a concert. Yeah, and later 
the Prince of Darkness had a sword fight with the bass player. The bass player yes, using yeah. his bass yeah. <laughs> to fight to fight on. the fucking Prince of Darkness. I am never going sword. to another concert <laughs> ever again. I can't. I can't go to another concert now. Like even I'm going to be like, where is the wizard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be waiting the entire yeah, concert. In, and they, in they'll come back songs. out for the encore. People will be like screaming Freebird. I'll be like, wizard. <laughs> wizard. In between songs, it'll where be quiet. Where is the wizard? In between songs, it'll be all quiet, and you'll hear Mackie in the back. Where is the fucking wizard? Bring on the wizard! Excuse me, um, it was really nice to meet you backstage and all, but I'd like my money back since you didn't have a wizard. Be at a Zeppelin show throwing <laughs> yeah. throwing produce at him. Where's the wizard? <laughs> You have, Singing about Lord of the Rings, where's the damn wizard? I, I do believe you are lacking in one wizard to say nothing of a lack of Prince of Darkness for thine wizard to battle. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can see your keyboard player's faith did not qualify as a concert anymore. Where is the glitter? Where are the button chops? The, the wizard ends up with a... a well, he's got a, a magic magi- wand. A magic wand. Fighting the devil with a sword. glitter <laughs> He just flings glitter at him like I don't know, forty-five seconds straight. It's just a <laughs> glitter parade of of rock and yes. flashy bits of paper. Yes. Wow. Stunt rock. The, the only <laughs> other thing <laughs> Stunt Rock. The, the only other thing I want to be sure to mention yes. is the the montage of classic like black and white yeah. 1930s oh, yeah. footage stunts. yeah like when stunts were invented stuff, <laughs> in the 20s that stuff is amazing yeah, yeah like, i mean like some this, of it the some whole of thing it you've feels... seen like in in public domain shit before like whenever yeah. like it's, you just need a montage of shit gone wrong yeah like a plane crashing right. into a little barn and <laughs> apparently just... they just did that shit all the time just <laughs> yeah we need a plane to crash into a house i think some <laughs> God, some of the car jumps they do i think some of that stuff was buster keaton stuff it might have like, been uh, yeah, the silent films did a lot. Well, they, of they were talking about that, that it was born of the circus. So I mean, yeah. a lot of the shit they may have been doing live, and they just were like, well, fuck, let's film it. Just, yeah, just because. take the film. Hey, around. that guy down the street has a film camera. Let's get it. Put it in the Nickelodeon. Yeah, but I mean, the whole thing plays like with that stuff. It plays like a stunt documentary. Yeah, I mean, documentary. I mean, it's really a a film resume slash history of. Australian stunts and rock. The, well, yeah, I mean, when it's <laughs> not sorcery on stage, it's basically like a love letter to movie stunts yeah. and stunt men. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah I mean, but mostly Grant Page because well, um, so much of it is footage of him, right? But I mean, they're you know when they've got that classic sequence and they're like, well, why do they do it? They're like, because they're badass. That's mm-hmm, why they yeah. do it. Come on, they don't know any other way. <laughs> and and I guess that's how Brian Trenchard Smith, the director, kind mm-hmm. of thought of it. When he first wanted to do it, he's like, I want to make a love letter to stuntmen. Yeah. And he did a damn good job, even though he kind of, by all accounts, isn't that proud of the movie. No. Because he feels there was a lot of interference with what he wanted to do. I can't imagine what else he wanted to do. I know. This is the director of Tammy and the T-Rex, correct? No, Aztec no, no. Rex. Oh, Aztec, Aztec Rex. Rex. Yeah. Aztec mm-hmm. Rex. Yeah. Okay, okay. Do also, not besmirch like, his name like that. In space. Yeah. Huh? Leprechaun What's, in space. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. He, I mean, I mean, plenty of other awesome. He movies. did awesome Australian movies, and then when that industry died out, he came over here and started making shit. But dude could make yeah. a crazy ass movie, and but, I mean, like uh, this movie came to my knowledge from watching that um, 
uh, Not Quite Hollywood, the mm-hmm. documentary about Australian filmmaking, which if, if you haven't seen that, you must see that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cover a lot of this. They, they cover other Grant Page movies. They cover this movie and they talk about a little bit like why it didn't wasn't well received and everything but yeah much like watching my first black exploitation movie uh-huh. this makes me want to watch every exploitation and every stunt exploitation movie that exists uh, i believe that that door is now open to us yes <laughs> i think that will suddenly happen uh yeah. I, I would just like to point out sorcerymusic.com going <laughs> <laughs> what's there uh, they might have a DVD for sale of sorcery in concert. What? What? Featuring Paul Haynes as Merlin, Curtis Hyde as the Devil. I do like that it's Richard like Taylor. built on the GeoCities engine. Yeah, it's got the sparkly Morris. background. Yeah. Greg McGee. Some of the and buttons Richard don't work and King. stuff. So. Oh. D. I can tell you how D. to get to the page that you might Match actually be able to buy work. stuff. <laughs> yeah, in real disappointment, though, hmm. the Stunt Rock DVD currently, Amazon, the cheapest one they you want is about... Thirty-nine bucks. I'm, I'm, stunt Rock is on their site. How much for the Stunt Rock? <clears throat> if you would like, is it Region One? If you would like uh, everything uh, sorcery, mm-hmm. meaning you get the Stunt Rock movie, sorcery and concert, Stunt Rock soundtrack, sorcery two, and sorcery live CD, it will cost you a mere thirty-five dollars. What? what for everything? <laughs> <What>? Everything? <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. This, this is like a TV order where I'm like, no, they're not. No. It's not 20 bucks. It's not. No. We'll include a second set free <laughs> to give to your friends. Twice as awesome. <laughs> so, yes, that is everything. The combo box, everything. Hmm. Uh, that should be investigated. Mm-hmm. That's worth looking into. And you can pay by PayPal. So, oh, there you go. So, yeah, there you go. Do not go to Amazon. No. Where somebody actually wants $119 for yeah. the DVD. Whoa, I- whoa. Free shipping. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, there's more. I was going to buy a a black leather panther from Craigslist, but same price, I'm buying this. What are we going to buy? There was a black leather panther on Craigslist. What is that? Like two foot by a foot and a half panther statue made out of leather. It's $35. I'm buying this. Okay, that's that's good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm glad a wise decision yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... you lost your damn huh? <laughs> <laughs> I should buy them both fuck it $70 is worth having an awesome speaking life speaking of which speaking of which in yeah. the final montage of Grant Page oh, before they sign off yeah. there's one scene for like three seconds of him oh, fighting yes. a jaguar yeah. what? he's just He's fighting a fucking jaguar. Was it a jaguar or a cheetah? I don't know. I don't know no, what it is. I do remember. Oh, it's, it's a, cat. It, it it's a large, a large cat. cat. Yeah, I think it was a cheetah. There's his size. It's a leopard. Him. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you how I know. Because it didn't change its spots. <laughs> no. Oh. When at one point he had, Grant Page had given the reporter girl a, like a scrapbook. Right. And he was going to, he had told her that he was going to put together a, like a, a manual yeah. on, on stunts and, right. st- and stunt manning. And a stunt manual? Stunt man. Yeah, stunt manual. <laughs> stunt manning? Yes, yeah, stunt manning. <laughs> Peyton's that brother. Peyton and Eli's cousin. That's Peyton's awesome stunt cousin. Manning's their fourth cousin, <laughs> besides Bat. <laughs> right. The Manning family. Archie's really proud. Um, and in flipping through this stunt book, uh-huh. there was something that said, some, there was a clip that said something like, why fight a leopard? Let him fight it for you. Oh. Something like that. So sure. there's a setup yeah. for that. That is a badass yeah. headline. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was that actually, headline's great. I'm sure it was more <laughs> badass than that, but that's 
all I can remember from the half second I saw it. Man, remember the days of real news when yeah. like stunts would make its way into the yeah. paper? <laughs> a Watch a man fight a leopard. Honey, come here. Look at this part of the paper. This man versus leopard. Give that man a Extra, extra, extra. Man fights leopard tonight only. Oh, take my dime, kid. God. So oh, anyway, boy, keep uh, the change. Wow, a man fights a leopard. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I love this movie. Yeah, I think it's, it's clear it's we very, all... Stop it is very rare that I immediately want to buy the DVD. Yeah. But I pulled my phone out, immediately went to Amazon to see how much it was. Well, that's the wrong place to go. Right. Let me tell you why. <laughs> yep. Try sorcerymusic.com slash media slash in under... Oh, wrong Just one. because I... <laughs> don't go, whichever. It I, will do, I will give you the, the actual direct link that works. You go to sorcerymusic.com slash links.htm and... A lot of their other links are broken, but if you go there, uh, combo three is the everything sorcery. So I'll take a combo number God. three, a sorcery <laughs> number that's three. That's like not an outdated site, and they can still ship it. I mean, it, go- it went through the PayPal site. I didn't actually sign in and buy yet, yeah. but okay, it, PayPal will tell you if it's no longer a valid well, and, person. And Chuck, you've said you've heard, been hearing on the Twitters, yeah, that there is a version of this coming I, out. I on think DVD it was again. actually released and it w- went out of print. That's why mm. it's so high now. But I think they are re-releasing it because that movie has been gaining this sort of like underground. Well, they've been showing it on Turner. Yeah, it, it's it's made its way onto broadcast TV. Yeah. Uh, it, Quentin Tarantino is a huge champion of this movie. Um, well, isn't that the quote that's on the top yeah. of the DVD? Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's if you don't like, like Brian Trenchard Smith, get fuck the fuck you. out. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. so it, it's sort of, people are discovering this movie, and damn well they should, because it is fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love this movie. Five yeah. jocks. Okay. Easily. <laughs> well. Okay. Like, honestly, by, by the end of Sorcery's first number, I was like, I don't think there's anything they can do to convince me it's not a five jocks movie. Yeah. It would have had to have ground to a screaming halt and featured, like, just talking. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> Serbian film level bullshit <laughs> well, I don't to know. have turned this. <laughs> I, I don't know. It probably still would have gotten five jocks. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, like, I don't know what happened in the middle film. there, but the rock was pretty good. Five jocks. <laughs> so, but I mean, yes, it is just a random collection of stunts and yeah. crazy stunt footage yeah. and concert footage. But I don't care. No, all of it is so entertaining. Yeah, and it's so rare for me to be like, all right, when's the next concert scene? Mm-hmm. Because usually those come on, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to check my phone now. It's because they don't have wizards in their band. Musical yeah. <laughs> numbers are usually, a lot of are a lot of the time, where a movie dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Not one. Here. This is where it lives. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you've in got this high... Flames. Well, you've got this high point of sorcery and all their shenanigans, and then when that's not on, it's shit blowing up and dudes on fire and fighting leopards and... I mean, it's... <laughs> Stunts! It's crazy! He drives a, a moon buggy around on the beach for like five minutes and just does crazy does stunts like, with that. That three, name was three sixties in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I total agreement. Five jocks. Mm, not agreed. A shadow of a doubt. God damn it. Wow. I mean, it it is not cinematically. But, but it is BMF not rating. Yes, five I'm just jocks. yes. That's all that matters. Three bags. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, you, you were about to get ooh. fought. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fisting up, son. I just don't know. If, I don't know if it's a five for me. It's it's really good. Uh, what? <laughs> it's really great. It's really amazing. Well, while you ponder that, we're all going to say that this movie definitely gets a star growth. Star growth. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, yep. yeah. that goes without saying. Yes, easily a star growth. You can at least agree on that, right? Yeah, oh, that, uh, for sure. Yeah. Did it was, not entertain you? <laughs> it did entertain me. I just. BJ, why don't you say your rating? So maybe that will influence. I think you said five. Uh, you yeah, said it's five. fucking okay. five. You, you, right. you, you have set me up to 
be the lone voice and whether this hits a unanimous no, five no, jocks no. or not. You go your own way. <laughs> you can go your own way. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You you are very conflicted right Search now. I am because I don't heart. I don't like being like the lone dissenting opinion on something. True. But I, I really feel like this is a four jocks movie. Give in to the rock side. That is fine. All right. I just I mean justify I, yourself. Because like, explain why you hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and only gave it four jocks. The internet says you hate this movie and you want everyone involved I, to die. I was not Please expecting respond. I was not expecting a, binary a full system. a five jocks rating across the board on this. Um why not? This movie's fucking awesome, dude. I'm serious. It's it's great. It is really great. I just I liked Action USA better. Okay. As far as like pure unadulterated stunts for stunt's sake. Okay. Like, this was nothing but stunts. I for know, but that's sake. what I'm saying. But, yeah, like, but I can see why that would be an issue. It's just a little bit of like I it was a paper thin plot in Action USA, but like it drove the story and and made things mm-hmm. happen. And I think it's because it made things happen more unexpectedly. Like this, you were just like, oh, when's the next stunt montage? When's, well, yeah, when's the next I mean, stunt it's not happening? like suddenly yeah. Grant Page gets into a chase or something. And and this is not like a rating on like the amazingness of his stunts because they're fucking amazing. We didn't even talk about him dangling on the wire between two buildings in, in Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. All of his stunts are just... Yeah. Like, and calling a girl on an old rotary phone. <laughs> a wireless rotary phone. They both yeah. had antennas. The yeah. base and the and the headset. Yeah, had, I, I don't think it's a real thing. But And I mean, he was just like... Look out your window. Yeah, and she's like, and then oh she's my gone. God. Well, but not only that. Then she goes like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I think he wanted to like go out with her or something like that." Yeah. And, yeah. and then like he just like almost falls off the rope and catches himself. With yeah, one he just hold on with one hand. Like, hey, he's like, you know, uh, straightens hey, his jacket. Like, oh, if you don't say yes, I'm not getting up. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you can't it's, it's do fine. it, you can't no, do it. Think it's, it's only a four. That's fine. You're wrong, yeah. but it's fine. I mean, I like. I understand where you're coming from because I mean, like, if I'm looking at this as a movie. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not even doing that. I'm just saying like. I almost felt like turn by turn, I knew what I was going to get. And it's not that it was a bad thing. Sure. It's just the action USA had weird shit just happened. Like, holy fuck, where did that come from? That, yeah. And that's the feeling that usually you wanted generates something unexpected. Five jocks for me. I, like action USA, when they, when they drove the car through the thing and you're just like, oh wow, they drove a car through a house and all of a sudden it fucking splinters. <laughs> and it's like, where the fuck did that come from? Why did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, let me say, okay. Leopard. There was that. <laughs> he was, he was, was, if I was more doubt, astute, leopard. did you notice that he was fighting the leopard? It wasn't. He wasn't just letting the leopard. He was no. swinging yeah. at the leopard. Like, man fights leopard. This is leopard. this is not this is not a rating against the man uh, himself. It's just the just the, coming into the newsroom. <laughs> a man is fighting a leopard. I know I'm never going to live this down, but I, I'm not uh, sticking with my four. Yeah. And back to There's sports. There's a wizard. Yes, yeah, there is a wizard. There's a wizard, wizard. fights the devil. Fights the devil. Sorry, it's still a four. It's still yeah. a four. I'm sorry. Okay, that's cool. That's fair enough. I, that's still a very I'll high. Stick by my story, yeah. man. That's really yeah. high. Needless to say, you need betty, to see this to movie immediately. Yeah, to get your hands on it. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Second half shenanigans. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Yeah. Breaky breaky. Welcome back. Hey, back hey, yes. second, second half. half. All right, we, we kept it short in the first half because we have lots to talk about. So let's go. We okay. do. Bond. Should we start with the Bond marathon? Bond, 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 Bond. More Bond. Yeah, this week's Bond on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Not a real Bond. 
Starring oh. <laughs> Chuck. Oh, no. Chuck. It's by Ion, so it counts. Whatever. George Lazenby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably the most maligned Bond. George Lazenby. You think? Yep. Uh, sure. Agreed? Pop- yes. Papa Stargrove Lazenby. Yes. 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 Better known as... <laughs> the Cigar Store Indian. <laughs> George Lazenby. Yeah. So, he, he, had, he had Sean Connery's eyebrows. That was about all he had going for him. Everyone had Sean Connery's eyebrows. Oh, that was just the way it was back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just handed them out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you were issued them in the hospital. <laughs> Apparently. So, this one's weird. Oh, okay. Like, huh. I, I remember this being my favorite for a while. Yeah. And there's part of me that can understand why, and there's part of me that can't understand why. Mm-hmm. The beginning half hour of this movie is really good, and then the last half hour of this movie is really good. Mm-hmm. And the in-between is iffy. Okay. Even by, you know, a lot of standards. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, Lazenby, uh, he's not as bad as everyone makes him out to be. I think he gets hung out to dry a lot because, one, the costuming in this one is the worst of the series. Like he they've does got wear him, a lot of ascots. Yeah, he's ascots. He's got the roughly shit going on. Like this is like like the Austin Powers outfits. They're like, all right, look at Lazenby. That's what you're wearing. Yeah, he's in kilt at one. Yeah, point. I mean it's he just... he's in the kilt for a long time too. Yeah. And during that section where he's pretending to be someone else, yeah. they're dubbing his voice. Yeah, so he's not even you know it's that stuff hurts it so much. Were they dubbing it? Oh God, yeah. yes. Well, yes. I just wonder, I mean, I wonder if he was ADR in some his own self. No, no, it was no, the actor that was... he met earlier was dubbing in his oh, own okay. voice. The guy he was supposed to be portraying was dubbing in his own voice. Yeah, right. It was, okay. It was bad. But uh, the good. Yeah. The opening stuff's really good with uh, Diana Rigg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diana Rigg is really good. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, all the ski stuff I think is awesome. There's a lot of skiing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's to make up for all the action they didn't have earlier. <laughs> in the first 30 minutes, he punches like six different dudes. He gets in a bunch of fistfights in I the know. first 30 minutes of that movie. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but they're all so sped up, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the issue. Is It's really weird, too, because, I mean, this guy was the editor on so many of the earlier movies. Lazenby? No, the director. <laughs> no. Jackass. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So it's frustrating that he do- he keeps doing the speed up thing, and the worst is when he's like trying to do the hand over hand on the cable when yeah. he's waiting for the cable car to come up, and then the gears start turning, and it just uh, it just looks atrocious. It's like I-, I don't know how they could have looked at the end of like Thunderball and said we need to do more of that. Yeah, <laughs> you I- know, it's it doesn't. It doesn't work. Surely they would have had to have screen tested Lazenby at some point to see if he could throw a punch and make it look convincing. Because I have a feeling that they got they started filming and they were like, oh, dear Lord, this looks like the worst thing I've ever seen. So we've got to just eh, just speed that up. Yeah, then he'll look like he's doing something. Or I don't know if the the insistence was that he do so many of his own stunts. And maybe that's part of it, too. Maybe. Is that they said, do them slow and we'll speed them up. And it just doesn't look look right. But I mean, what bugs me, too, is. The fourth wall breaking in the intro sequence, that oh, really bad. bothered me. That's bad. It's a little... I mean, I way. understand why they do it, because they're like, hey, it's not Connery, because he looks at the screen. <laughs> I mean, he looks straight at the screen and says, that never happened to the other guy. And wah, then wah, wah. and then they get into <laughs> that awesome orchestral theme. Yeah. Which, that song rules. Yeah, it's good, although it really seemed like they were trying to 
not use the Bond theme in this movie. Like they were yeah. trying to they were trying to replace it with the score they used at the beginning mm-hmm. um, because it, it like comes with in at one point. Secret Service, yeah. Theme. But I mean, it sort of comes in l- very late in the movie, and yep. it's obviously the first notes that you hear at the beginning. But they really don't use it at all. I know. Um, like it kind of almost shocked me when it showed up in yeah. that last twenty minutes when they're assaulting yeah. Blofeld's base. Yeah. But yeah, there's that. There's also they go out of their way to reference the other movies when he quote unquote quits and he's cleaning out his desk and they he pulls out yeah. the knife from uh Doctor No from Doctor No and they play underneath the mango tree. He pulls mm-hmm. out the the watch with the garrote in it and And the breathing apparatus from yeah, and Thunderball, Thunderball and you hear the Thunderball theme and it's like, Okay, we get it, guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's like they were trying too hard to go the other way, like and obviously, in, in retrospect, that was a tactical mistake because, I mean, everyone wants this to basically be, okay, look, they, they just use the name, they use the number, and they, they carry on the mystique by putting another dude in that, in that position of spy so mm-hmm. that it become, he becomes a legendary figure. Yeah. But this movie goes out of its way to say, nope, same guy, yeah. same guy. Well, that's what really <laughs> bites him in the ass later when he comes face to face with Blofeld. Right. Who he was face to face with in the previous film as well. Yes, and even though they both look different, I mean Blofeld, no scar anymore, and it's no. because this book was set before you only live twice, right? So why not just say it? Why not say this takes place before that somehow? Yeah, I don't know, but find for whatever a way reason to do that. But for whatever reason, because back then they didn't care about continuity. No. You know, it was like people didn't see movies like you saw it in the theater and then you might never see that movie again for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. So people like weren't even yeah. sure, you know, it was like, did they have a scene together? I don't know. They couldn't yeah. like go back and see it. It's, mm-hmm. it wasn't available, but yeah. So that's, what's weird about watching them in order, but that's, that bugs me more than anything else. It is weird. It, it's, it's very strange. I mean, I understand the, the, the fact that this is, they based this heavily on the book and this was actually supposed to be the film before, you only live twice, and then mm-hmm. for whatever reason they switched them around. But you got to put something in there to explain that. Yeah, because as it is, it just doesn't work. Oh, it's weird. Where it's like it, he doesn't recognize Bond until Bond, being supposed to be gay, of course, <laughs> he's playing a gay character. Right. He can't has resist. already bagged two <laughs> right. of the chicks in the institute and is going for a third going one when he gets third. caught. And that's how they figure and out. That's he's how Bond. like, oh, you must be Bond because <laughs> you're boning chicks. <laughs> well, what also messes it up for me too is, I mean, the Diana Rigg stuff. What bothers me about it is they have really good chemistry, the two of them, mm-hmm. when they're together. Mm-hmm. But at first, it's all they're very snippy, and she's very dismissive of Bond. Sure, which is why that scene where he first finds her in the hotel after he saved her on the on the baccarat table, mm-hmm. like that scene is the audition scene for Bond. Like whenever anyone auditions for bond now they have to play that scene right so i mean and it's a good scene and it works well between the two of them Mm -hmm. and then when she sees him again you know her dad tries to make a deal that oh well you know you'll marry her and it's a very weird uncomfortable scene like dated scene now obviously because it's like it's like you need to break her yeah she's wild and she needs someone like you to put her in her place with a lot of sex and stuff yeah, it's kind of... It, <laughs> I mean, it's like, whoa. It is odd. <laughs> this is odd. But, I mean, Gabriel Ferzetti's really good in that, too. Like, yeah. I really like him in this movie. Yeah. He's really good. Diane Riggs really good, and Telly Savalas is really good. Yeah. And I like him better as Blofeld because he's imposing. Like, he yeah. he looks like a guy that could beat the crap out of Bond if he wants to. Sure. But 
what you get is her dismissing Bond, dismissing Bond, dismissing Bond. And then he's like, hey, let me talk to you. And then all of a sudden, it's the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid raindrops keep falling on my head montage. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they're madly in love. And Hey, man. Montages are magical. Oh, yeah. They show yeah. passing of time in a very short period of <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like, that's why it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Oh. It's because that's like all the romance we get from the two of them. And, right. then, and then, and then she that, goes away. <laughs> yeah, and she goes away, and it's that interminable lock-breaking scene that is like the least... Oh, yeah. The least tension of any scene in the series thus far, and might be the least tension of any any in the series ever. <laughs> Where just a machine him, does all the work yeah, for Yeah, a machine's doing the work, and he's kicking back reading a Playboy <laughs> yeah. for like 10 minutes. That was odd. I, w- I was like, really? This is... This is the cool James Bond where he just kicks back and reads a magazine while a machine does yeah. all the work. Yeah. That I mean, was weird. That scene's terrible. And then it's a lot of Bond just kind of putzing around this institute in the top at the top of the Alps, which is a great location. It's a great location. Like when they for, come in and they show that little restaurant or whatever it is yeah. that's like on the top of the freaking mountain. Yeah, it's cool. Like I just look at that thing. I'm like, how the hell did somebody build this? How did they get equipment up here to build a place like this? Swiss were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Still are. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's a good setting because they haven't used that setting yet either. Yeah. You know, like the snow, snow. and mountains and all that. And right. And obviously the ski chase is good. The car chase is good that she saves him from later. But mm-hmm. isn't there bobsledding at one point? There is bobsledding. <laughs> that is the final <laughs> fight with Blofeld. <laughs> that was weird. Is. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was awesome. One, yeah. But, I feel like you guys are being far, far, far too critical on these movies. These early movies, anyway. I just don't. I don't think you're like quite looking at them in. A, in, a, in a, I mean, I can understand that you can judge them by the ones previous. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm judging them on. Okay, I'm judging them on Goldfinger. Okay, and I just. Yeah. I mean, I. I expect a certain amount of, of cheese in these early movies, and that and. I, I really oh, so like this I. one. I, I really like this one. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this one. I mean, from the second they escape so the, the escape the villa and he meets back up with Diana Rigg. All of that is gold, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, like I said, that last half hour yeah. is awesome. I mean, that stuff is really good. Um, I mean, I think that's some of the best. I wouldn't call it intrigue. It's just that it's an interesting hide, you know, people chasing, you know, kind of kind of thing. And I just, I really like how they escape through the crowd and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I actually, I, I agree I, with all. That. I actually absolutely love the ending. I know it's probably the most controversial thing about the movie. Well, the last I mean? the last ten minutes is why I give this movie a pass. Okay, I, I think the last ten minutes are are just for especially for what this movie is, just an amazing achievement that that they pulled it off and and did it without it seeming, you know, like a setup for something else or it, it's just sort of like the end of this story, a very s- s- quiet, sad ending to the story, which you don't get on Bond movies. Yeah. It's really strange, but I give it all the credit in the world for doing it. The the, the moment between him and Moneypenny when he throws the hat at her mm-hmm. and they sort of had this moment like, you know, in a different world, you and I, prob- but whatever, that works for me. Um, and then, you know, the whole thing at the end works for me. I just, the last 10 minutes of that is great. Now, I don't think all the super spies would be attending this public wedding, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's you know. just, there's little things in this movie that I really like that pay off even way, way, way later. I mean, this is the first time you hear the the Bond family crest, and it's the world is not mm, enough. Which, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's little things. I know. When I heard that, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. that's where that came from." Yeah. Neat. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I I wished I liked it more. Because, it is not my least favorite. But it, it's a very. It feels long, and it feels like there's too long with him in Blofeld's little allergy institute thing. <laughs> there's. It's just. It's too much of it. 
And there's not enough going on until you get to the end. And then the end is like action, 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 action. And then yeah. there's, you know, the one little scene with them bonding in the barn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> oh, we're calling it yeah, that? bonding. Bonding. Yeah. He does a little bonding to her, but uh, huh. he bonds her. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, where they, like I said, Diana Rigg is really good in this. I just yeah. wish there was more of her. Yeah. Does it, would you say he peels her clothes off? <laughs> yeah. That is a terrible joke. Thank you. Yeah, you were an awful yeah. human being. I know. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately it's closer to the bottom than the top for me. Okay. As far as all of them go, it's Fair closer enough. to the bottom of the top for me as well, but it's not the worst. And yeah. And trust me, I, I appreciate these as products of their time. So it's not like I'm hammering it unnecessarily. Yeah, no, no. Just, I just, I, I feel there like, are long sequences that just don't work for me. And the, yeah. I think that's some of the thing I, I like movies of this era that slow down and don't feel the need to hammer with you with action. I think that's why I like Dr. No in this one. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I like being in the base and sneaking around being, you know, sneaky in the base, you know, mm-hmm. not like having to do a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I just like certain things like that. I, I like slowing the action down and, yeah. do, you know, being sneaky. I, I just, yeah. I, my biggest complaint about this whole movie is that it's it's awkward. It, it And part of it is because it's the new guy. Yeah. And they try so hard to get you to just, hey, it's Bond, just deal with it. it, it it's... <laughs> yeah, and the romance between them feels... It doesn't feel earned. Yeah. By the time she shows back up, it just doesn't feel earned to me. And that's I think that's what I don't like about it. I guess the only part that bothered me about the romance was that he just started banging chicks he, oh yeah he couldn't stick to, like to his love gay his undercover character and be in love with this woman he was just like nope i'm bond i have to just plow this woman and, yeah but that's some there because it's a bond killed. movie and yeah. i know something on your leg i know and god that's a horrible and, line and it's even a worse line that they added to it to make it less bad the first was like he feels I, I feel i have a stiffness coming on and then there's a dubbed bit in the background that says in my shoulder and it's like wait that doesn't that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I do like the line when the guy goes into the snowplow. <laughs> he says he had lots of guts. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only one liner of his I like. Yeah, and that was graphic too. I was surprised yeah, at how like chunky yeah. and red chunks coming that out was. of that thing. It was like uh, Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's eh. I see why a lot of people love it because it feels like. A story that has, like, the storyline actually has weight to Bond. It does. Whereas it feels like everything he's done before that, he just kind of slides through and it's like, yeah, I'm Bond. Right. So this is cool. This one feels like it has stakes for him and it has a personal thing for him. Yeah. I just don't feel it pulls it all off entirely, unfortunately. Yeah. It's awkward. It's a shame. But, you know. But also, speaking of shame. Shame. Um, shame, shame, shame. Real quick, I, I know this isn't part of the official Bond filmography, but mm-hmm. I've always sort of had a general interest in the movie and I've seen it a couple of times, but not anytime recently to give it a real critical look. Uh, Casino Royale, not, not the Daniel Craig one, but the, but the sixties one, the, the sort David of David Niven one. Yeah. The David Niven one, which is sort of a spoof is, is one of the worst things in the history of cinema. Wow. Like coming from you, that's a lot. Chad. I, yeah. I mean, you You're people a man know, who knows about the worst of yeah, cinema. I mean, I've watched all 13 witchcraft movies and I sake. will say that <laughs> Casino Royale is such a product of that late sixties mentality of just chaos equals funny. And it, mm-hmm. it's not, it, I don't, I don't even understand how people thought it was. I just like 15 minutes of, of quote unquote zaniness where all of a sudden cowboys and Indians and, 
and the French Foreign Legion and just just everything but the kitchen sink thrown into a scene for no reason just to have a 15 minute fight is seriously awful. It's it's not in any way entertaining whatsoever. I just call it that pie fight mentality of the 60s where every movie had to end with either a pie fight or just random chaos. Like a fire engine will just drive through the scene and spray everyone with water and then drive out again. That was the actual 60s, Chuck. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't alive then. Now you know. I I know. Um, I bet the fire hose. (laughs) There's a reason reason I never even was avoiding that joke on purpose. I wasn't. Yeah. I stepped right Thanks for going there. There's a reason I never even considered watching that. Why? Because I know. Because you know it's terrible? I know that it, like... It would just make me angry even trying to sit through that. It thing. will. It'll make you increasingly angry as it goes along. And and what's more frustrating about it is it's really the only Bond-related thing that ever acknowledges that Bond is a title and a number that is handed off to other people. In this movie, David Niven was the original Bond before Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And that he sort of makes fun of Sean Connery, like, oh, you've got this goofy guy now blowing up half the world, you know, where I was all suave and cool and did things secretly like a spy did and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so they keep referring to Connery's character throughout the movie. And then, so David Niven becomes M because M dies in an explosion in a house or something. I don't know. but It happens. But then, like, the movie tries to find, like, five James Bond. They, they, they're they trying to figure out this mission to send everybody on, so they just keep picking people and naming them James Bond and sending them out into the world. And <laughs> one of them's Peter Sellers, who um, is actually really good in this. He's, he's one of the only highlights of this movie. Mm-hmm. He has some great lines of dialogue in this. Him and Woody Allen are terrific. But, man, it's it's train wreck. Absolute train wreck. All right. So, okay. so you guys it. don't just forget it. Just it I'll doesn't watch exist. The other Casino Royale. I'm yeah, going to watch there. it at some point because I never have watched it. I've seen pieces of it. Okay. Yeah. The di- the the disc has an interview with Val Guest, who was one of the five directors of this movie. Um, which that sounds like a great idea. problem right there. And it's like a 30 minute interview, and it's pretty candid about how this no one knew what the hell they were doing on this movie. Like nobody had any clue. They they had the rights to the name of the book. They couldn't use anything in the book because all that stuff had been pilfered out to all the other Bond movies. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they could use was the title Casino Royale. And yeah. that's it. So he was like, wow, we started with that. And then, you know, <laughs> it, everybody just showed up. It, yeah, just we brought in some people and like they were over there doing their thing and it had no correlation to this thing. Uh. And then they, they got all the footage together and they said, now make it work where it fits together. <laughs> <laughs> never watching this movie <laughs> never watching that it just make me angry yeah all right uh we got an email from scott from dallas hi scott hey, he scott. says or texas he just says oh. maybe it's not dallas Texas. well dallas is in texas i know it is so is houston and san antonio yeah i can go on austin. all of them <laughs> Name all the cities. anyway <laughs> listener scott Beville. says corpus christi uh-huh. Yes, all of those. Scott says, Galveston. hey, guys, I just wanted to say that I'm digging your Bond marathon. Hey, I was never really into Bond. I think I've only seen three films, but you guys are making me want to catch up with you. Do it. You're going through all the Bond movies does remind me of something, though, and that is that Harlow was going through all of the AFI top 100 films list. I think he had five or six titles crossed off the list before he stopped mentioning it. What happened to that? Um, your response, sir? <laughs> my fault. My bad. You just, I just dropped the ball. I... I See the thing is, like, I had, didn't need to see all 100. I mm-hmm. I only had like 20 or between 20 and 30 left. Yeah. So I just I probably should go back to that at some point in time. 
You just didn't want to stick out Dr. Zhivago. No, I, no, I've seen that like two or three times and never again. Never <laughs> again. All right. Never. So, speaking of that, he says, anyway, what are the movies you think you've seen the most times in theaters and out of them? My mom's generation didn't have home video, and I'm told my uncle saw the Warriors in theaters a whopping 26 times. My mom saw Dr. Zhivago 12 times. That's fucking insane. That is. Yeah. I agree. I kept getting dragged to Return of the King and saw that six times. That's wow. insane. That's like an I am never day. watching that movie again. How does your bladder even function anymore? I mean, you had to have gotten up in the middle. Sure. Just saying. What about you guys? What movies in theaters could you not stop seeing? And what have you watched repeatedly at home? Crash and Burn, listener Scott from Dallas. You have the biggest answer, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're going to go first so that you don't just trump us right, right away. It's fine. Um, anybody? Like, are we going for most times in the when theater? When I was young, I believe I saw Gremlins eight times in the theater. Okay. Um, because it was like that summer it came out, like all my friends, whenever we wanted to have a birthday party, somebody's mm-hmm. like, we're doing a movie party. We're going to see Gremlins and then do party after so that was kind of like what happened and so yeah. i saw gremlins i want to say it was eight times that summer mine is either pulp fiction or fifth element okay in the theater yeah how many times you think i don't i lost track of pulp fiction because that was like got to be a thing like it was just like let's go see that again while it's here and then i've seen it at least once in like a repeat movie you know like a midnight movie thing yeah i've i've probably got about half a dozen movies that are all tied at two that are the most I've seen in theaters. And I just don't, go, just don't I just don't run back to the well, theaters to see a movie generally. Fifth Element, I saw it twice in the regular theater and then it went to, when I lived in Orlando, they had a dollar theater that was a THX dollar theater or wow. at least one of them there was Ooh. the big biggest movie they had. And so I went and saw it three more times. I thought it'd be funny to see Fifth Element five times and, and they had <laughs> just a really nice theater there. So hmm. when you're, when you're poor and it really was a dollar, it was like, Hey, yeah, that's two and a half yeah. hours. That's it. That's yeah, hold on. Uh, okay, what's your, what's your theater? Well, okay, I like my Titanic le- forty seven mm-hmm. times. No. My legit an- le- legitimate answer is that I paid to see Pulp Fiction nine times. Um, but if you want to actually just count seeing a movie in a theater, I probably saw the South Park movie forty five times. Holy shit! Um, How I was working at a theater at the time, and when uh, they would close every night, we ran it for. A month and a half. We watched it every night for a month and a half. So, Man. okay. I mean, we I love could... the shit out of that movie. Wow. So, te- I mean, technically, that's sort of a cheat because it's not like I paid to see it forty-five yeah. times. But still, I sat in a theater and watched the South Park musical. So, what about in general, most watched movie ever, rewatched movie? I, you know, I've lost track, but out of sight, I've seen. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen that. Um, Fight, anything, Fight Club is probably in the triple f- digits for anybody. Uh, out of sight might be up there. Really? Yeah. Okay. I definitely have a movie in triple digits, no doubt. I've probably seen parts of the core like <laughs> thirty-eight, between thirty-eight and fifty times. Well, yeah, that's because it was on FX. Like, yeah, it was on FX a million times. Yeah, and um, then when it was over, it would start again. Yeah, <laughs> FX has the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen Starship Troopers probably. 20 times mm-hmm. or so princess bride probably 20 times yeah i've seen the the um 60s batman movie <laughs> at least a dozen times if not more yeah see mm-hmm. i i had we had you know we had a vcr very early on and you know we would record things off of whatever so i mean we would watch rewatch movies yeah. all the time and our staples number one for me with without a doubt easily and triple digits not even exaggerating space balls Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like at least once a week we watched that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Three Amigos is probably a close second. Yeah. That's um, up there, too, for me. Then it probably drops down to, like, I don't know, Short Circuit I saw a shitload of times, because that was one of the ones we actually had the real video of. Mm. Um, Fancy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Last Dragon, Rad, North Shore. Mm. Oh, man. Karate Kid. Oh. I'm realizing when I got that's probably more than Out of Sight. Okay. Is Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Mm-hmm. That that may be in the hundreds. Yeah, that's, that's probably the only one of mine that's yeah. in the hundreds. I mean, it, I'm sure that's up there, but it, it can't beat those because not the, the friends that I had that we you know literally like would go home and like watch a movie. So you know, sometimes a couple times a you know week we would do this. Like mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't always picking Empire Strikes Back. It was always like, oh yeah, let's watch Top Secret again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I have the same thing like that. I I mean, we had a VCR early on. And I've probably seen Airplane Two about a hundred times. Uh, I've seen Star Trek Two. Easily a hundred times. I've seen RoboCop probably a hundred times. I've like since DVD has come out and things have been more accessible. I would say probably the only thing I've seen that many times is Office Space, mm-hmm. simply because that God, movie that one a lot too. will never fail. You know to cheer me up. Just Office yeah. Space is is my go to movie. Like I'm sort of sad. Office Space. <laughs> I was working a bad job at the time. <laughs> Disney's animated Robin Hood. I've probably I've seen at least twenty five wow. times. Um, just it was one of my favorite movies as a kid hmm. and just i we had the tape and i'd put that fucker in and watch it <laughs> rewind it and watch it again sometimes it's always one that made me happy disney's and, robin hood i put that fucker in yes <laughs> watched it a lot robin hood and little john <laughs> them motherfucker cray <laughs> um also sister act i've seen sister act a shitload of times what my mom loves Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> and so she, we had the tape All and right. she'd watch it. There you go. Okay. And now I love Sister Act. Okay. You've been indoctrinated. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I saw a few minutes of it the other day. I couldn't turn away. Follow him. Oh, Sister Act. Oh, I couldn't turn away. Kathy and Jimmy. Yep. So yeah. pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a lovely lady, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Right. Uh, so I watched some movies. Some Yay, couple of relatively movies. newish movies. Oh I think. yeah, yeah. Right. What were they? Uh, were they on FX? I will go for quick, <laughs> quick reviews of each. Okay. Um, I watched Twenty One Jump Street. Hey, it, how was that? It has Channing Tatum in it. Does he's, it? He's, I hear he's dreamy. He's, no, actually, he's magical. Um, <laughs> and it had uh, magically dreamy. And it had thin to middling uh, Jonah Hill in it. That's disturbing. I can't. I can't watch that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's way, way better than I. Even remotely thought it was going to be. That's that seems everyone, to be the consensus. Yeah, um, you said it was better. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I am so glad they made that Error. movie rated R. That was the best decision they possibly could have done. Hmm. Just to, just yeah. to make it lewd and crude, and that worked for that movie completely. Good. Not trying to. This is a joke. Like in the first two minutes, so I'm going to spoil it a little bit. But Jeez. whatever. I just think it's one of the best lines for a, a property like this that they've recycled. But mm-hmm. they they have um. Nick Offerman uh, from Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. plays their original chief. Right. Um, before before, before they join, yeah, before they join the, the Jump Street gang. Yeah. Um, and he's sitting down and he's like, I think you two, you know, Yahoo's would be perfect for this uh, new program where they, you know, they take kids and, uh, and he's like, well, actually, no, it's it's not a new program. It's this program they had in the 80s that they uh, the people in charge found and just dusted off and try to you know make everyone think that it's a brand new idea. <laughs> 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 Which nice. is just so great because it's like it's it's meta because it's obviously like haha, yeah. But it's also like fuck you, Studio Chiefs, because like we're we're making this movie because you told us to. But <laughs> right. yeah, hmm. so it, it's I just, like Nick. It, it's a and he, and he sells it really well. And Ice Cube is the chief that was. I didn't even know he was oh, in the movie. Did he snarl? Oh Sweet. fuck yeah! 
Oh my yeah. god, he was eating snarling in this yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> strong with you. Oh, not just, not just beer drinking snarling. Yeah, it was it nice. was great. I, I didn't chew. even know he was in the movie, so when he showed up, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So that I, I I would recommend it. It's it's better than you think it's going to be. Sweet. Uh, Bonus quote. Yeah. Uh, again, on the better than you think it's going to be, because I really knew nothing about this as I watched uh, Project X. Yeah, I want you to sell me on this because this movie, I want to just punch myself in the balls if I ever consider watching it. People okay. either hate this movie or or why really enjoy it. It it just looks like the most detestable thing I could think of. Okay, but I'm I'm willing to listen. I'm not <laughs> I'm not. It's not a final judgment. I would just right. based on the little bit I've seen of it, I would rather punch myself in the balls than watch this movie. But go ahead. I would like I'm to hear about it. Curious as to why it would elicit that response. It just it just today's youth. I want to murder all of them, and I don't want to see them having this found footage party movie. Okay, that's. All right. In You're a nutshell, I get off my lawn. <laughs> in a nutshell, if you don't know, the plot of the movie is kid is, is it's his birthday and his friend is like, hey, we're going to throw him a party. Mm-hmm. And he brings along weird AV geek guy to film the whole thing. That's your found footage element of the movie. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like generally kind of forgotten, like two or three times throughout the movie. It will actually turn and you'll see the guy filming it and he's weird. And <laughs> that's it. It's like otherwise it's like it's just filmed. You uh-huh. know, it's like here's an excuse mm-hmm. to. Because, you know, it's, it's actually kind of based on that Australian party. Yeah. I mean, it's based partly on that weird, crazy Australian party that went out and right. caused like thousands of dollars of damage. But anyway, so quasi douchebag friend who decides to throw the party starts going around to school and he's like blanket texting everyone in school, like come to this party. Mm-hmm. And, he, and so I'm like, he put it on like Craigslist with the address <laughs> and all this. So the, the thing was like, parents are leaving. They know that he's going to have a party. They're like no more than 20 people at this party whatever and because it's out there it's like you know hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of people start showing up to this party and it's insane and obviously shit gets wrecked yeah shit gets real but sounds good the main characters <laughs> are not they're actually kind of likable in it in, in a weird sort of way i mean the one the, the douchebag friend has an arc you know I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like he stays douchebag the whole movie and the main guy it's just like you know fuck it out of my house and but at the same time it's like his, his friend is convinced him like they're kind of the unpopular kids, so this is going to put them on the map and all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's gen- generally kind of funny. Uh, I don't know. I, it's just a kind of an interesting party movie, <laughs> just to see the crazy shit that they do. And there's boobs aplenty. If, if that's a selling point, <laughs> yes. I like her. I like boobs aplenty. <laughs> I mean, there's dozens <laughs> of favorite favorite girl. <laughs> there are dozens and dozens and dozens of nubile breasts in this movie. Well. I have changed my opinion. I hope so. those women are of age. Sign me up. Probably. But anyway, I, 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 I just, I knew nothing about it. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is out. I should watch extra, this. Extra boobs. Because it's there. You were hoping for a remake of the monkey movie. Yes, I was. I was hoping for the sad monkey movie. <laughs> Matthew Broderick did not show up. Damn it. And the very last movie I watched is uh, Act of Valor. Call of Duty so military you want to talk about a movie that's probably probably drawing a lot more flack no pun intended than like project (laughs) x i mean just because like it's super patriotism boner the movie um (laughs) why didn't they just call it that (laughs) i've heard about a a friend of mine that i talk about movies with at work Mm -hmm. um just told me about one scene from this movie there is only one scene that this movie needs and it's unfortunate it becomes, because because it comes about the, the water. Yes. Okay. Because it comes about thirty or forty five minutes into oh, the movie. Man. I want to see that scene so bad. And then the rest of the movie's kind of disappointing. Really? Like mm. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, 
that set me up for it to be fucking awesome. It's, it's got good. It, 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 there is good in it, but the problem it's is, it's like awesome. I understand. Like this is you know from the minds of military people, starring military people. Don't star military people. Let them be advisors. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a reason they're in the military and yeah. not acting. I just, I mean, like every time they have to do dialogue stuff, it's so stilted and just. I really want to come home to you. I don't want to go fight again. You know. Mm-hmm. But when they go into full military shit, it's kind of awesome because that's what they do. I mean, it's like... <laughs> but yes, I mean, like, the, to me, the climactic awesome thing in this movie happens 30 minutes in. And it is amazing. It's a it's a rescue sequence. That's all you need to know. And it is yeah, don't, badass. Yeah, don't tell them. I've been it told. It is totally it's- badass. And, like, the way it... Like, there are baddest things that happen leading up to it, and then, like, the way it ends is, like, oh, my God, amazing, awesome. And then, like... A little bit of misdirection there. Everything is kind of... I mean, it's good for the rest of it. It's just, like, why did you lead with that as your big action piece? Because everything else is, like, this feels lame compared to that. Hmm. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah, so... But overall, you'd suggest watching it? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you... You know, if you're prone to, like, military stuff and, like... I mean, realistic action, you know, not action mm-hmm. like somebody gets blown apart and you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it? Know. Is it? Um, it's it's comparable more, to that. Uh, it's more Black Hawk Down than Rambo. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's realistic it action. Comparable to that um, that TV show that was on the Military Channel that I, special oh special ops force special operations. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, TV show. No, because it's a whole team. It's a SEAL team. So right. I mean, no, <laughs> it's definitely much more cinematic than that. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's more exciting than. Oh that. yeah, I mean it's yeah. definitely it's a movie. I mean it's okay. not it's not done like a documentary at all. It's mm-hmm. it actually looks really good on on Blu-ray. I mean it like the visuals. Do you have are, the Blu-ray still? Maybe. Sweet. Does so it voicemail email time? Yeah, get some yeah. more of those going. Yeah, let's yeah. do voicemail. See, throw one in there. Hey guys, it's Cameron from Pittsburgh again. I have a great suggestion this time. Um, it is Wes Craven's My Soul to Take from 2010. This is uh, it's a, it's a landmine in bad Wes Craven movies. Definitely worth checking out. I uh, just watched it and uh, yeah, it's it's bad. Good time though. Good time. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, way to sell it. Um, I have not heard good things about this movie. No, I haven't. And I mean, mm-hmm. what one, happened to Wes Craven, dude? The, you know, the more I think about it, was yeah, there ever that, really a, a Wes Craven? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I mean, was Wes Craven ever really like? Good. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's good. New Nightmare's really good. Okay. Scream and Scream Two, I like. I like, like Scream Two actually I, a little bit. I would no. Aside I will, from the Scooby Doo ending of Scream Two, I, I, I will like say this: he might more. be he, he might be a decent enough director. I believe the screams are not because of him. I think it's it's the writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, anyone could have made those. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Like I I personally have never really seen. A, like a, a oh my god talent out of Wes Craven like he's a decent enough director and he gets on interesting projects but he's just never like really sold me like I just, think just his, his 80s stuff is is interesting it, it rises above a lot of the other stuff you sure. know Shocker is goofy but it's fun goofy Serpent in the Rainbow is sort of disturbing and, and awkward no I, I, I like his movie I'm just saying like I've I never like held him on some kind of hallowed ground of directors like no i mean look at his like you know most of his last movies are well yeah he he, i I didn't even know he did red eye i was like i forgot that movie even existed yeah i'd forgotten that existed yeah (laughs) thanks for thanks for reminding sure son of a bitch um but yeah cursed was garbage and 
Yeah. He has more misses than hits. Yes. Yeah. That, that's that the thing. And and this, I think what makes it worse is that he's he's that guy like Clive Barker who had one or two really solid things and then they fucking lend their name to every piece of shit out there and it just becomes Wes Craven presents stupid movie and Wes Craven presents shitty horror and it's like you you've tarnished your name it, because you've attached it to every direct to showtime piece of crap that gets shit out of Canada mm-hmm. and you know it's just like every time I see your name I just want to punch you in the head Yes. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to be down on him. I just like I said, he's never seemed to me like a you know holy director. Like no, no he's, he's, he's made not, a lot of shit. There, he doesn't have a signature style, really. No, yeah. like, and you he can't watch his movies and go, oh, that's a Wes Craven movie because yeah. it just it gets hammered over your head that oh, this is a Wes Craven movie, right? right. Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, it, it it's not like anyone at any point in the last ten years has said, ooh, a new Wes Craven movie. <laughs> never, well, yeah, ha- it's like, it's never happened. I mean, he had that sort of run there with Nightmare. Where it was like, oh, I wonder what he's going to do next, you know? And he did a couple mm-hmm. things, and it was just like, okay, stop. Well, was even more <laughs> more back to that. I mean, doing the Hills Have Highs and then Swamp Thing, you know, getting attached to doing Swamp Thing, things like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he had a rise. I mean, he yeah. was sort of in the in the horror community anyway. So yeah, we might do that one, but of course, there are plenty of Wes Craven crappy movies that yeah. we could go to as well. Are oh, indeed cursed is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right, we got another uh, Texas listener. Oh, okay. Hey, Woo-hoo. this is Pally. God bless Texas. Pally is his name? Pally. Pally. Hey, Pally. I don't know if it's a... I don't know if it's a Pally man, Pally woman. Pally Den. We were a bunch Pally of Pally's. Pally Pally says, hey, guys. Hey. First off, I was listening to your dungeon... Or to thy old dungeon siege <laughs> episode. Ah. When one of you <laughs> mentioned an Ali Sheedy dog-related movie. Yeah, it was me. The movie they were talking about is Man's Best Friend, which yeah. is actually one I can highly recommend you guys watch for the Banff cast. In no particular order, the movie contains acidic dog piss, explosive car crashes, a terrible CGI effect dog leaping over cop cars scene, <laughs> Ali Sheedy being Ali Sheedy, a non-consensual dog-on-dog scene with inappropriate music, and Lance Henriksen <laughs> as a rape? paranoid genetic scientist with a shotgun. <laughs> Wait, is this the horror movie? Yeah. I think I've seen. What kind of dog was it? It's like a. It's a, a Saint Bernard. It, like well, no, it's it's like a dog? Saint Bernard Rottweiler kind of. Yeah. It's a big bulky dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think I've seen this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he says now I'm now I'm actually <laughs> fairly new to the Banff cast, though I've had a lot of time to catch up, and I've noticed a certain fascination with Gary Busey. <laughs> this is Craig. This has <laughs> led me to. Movie. <laughs> this has led me to form a theory. Oh. Flashback to December of 1988. Uh-huh. A young hotshot movie star speeds down the highway, the world in his grasp. When suddenly he crashes, Young. cut to a secret bunker in the Mojave <laughs> Desert. Top CIA agents wheel an unconscious Bushi into their offices. He wakes up to find a man standing over him, informing that he was technically killed in the accident. They brought him back using prototype technology being developed to resurrect JFK. He is now owned by the CIA. He is told to act as if he is brain damaged in order to lull people into a state of false security around him and weed out secrets in the seedy Hollywood underground. Yeah. Hi. Only it. when he has paid off his debt can he revert back to his normal self. Or maybe he's just crazy. I don't know. Crash and burn, as they say, Pally from Arlington. It's a good theory. Mm-hmm. It's one worth looking into. Absolutely. Yeah. I just watched Point Break recently, too. So. <laughs> Speaking of crazy Gary Busey. God, he's so good at The that. way he leaps into the pool in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, um, he just full tilt yeah. in that movie. He just, man, he's full tilt in like yeah. everything. No, I, I know. I believe that theory. Like, that's why Eye of the Tiger is so disappointing to yeah. me in he, that he's so just so normal. Yeah. Aye. We got this one's from Benjamin. It says, hey, guys, comments and hey. recommendation. 
Hey. Greetings, Bamcast. Ben Greetings. here. I'm a 20 year old film fanatic, aspiring critic, actually. Mm-hmm. And while perusing my rather large selection of movies, I came across one that's right in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. It's called One Man's Justice or One Tough Bastard, depending on the region you live in. A rather magical 1996 actioner starring the master thespian Brian Bosworth. Mm-hmm. Its setup is rather simple. Tough as nails drill sergeant Boz comes across a dirty weapons deal run by a dirty FBI agent, Bruce Payne, and a local gangster, MC Hammer, while out <laughs> with his family. And while his wife and child are murdered, while the Boz is put in a coma. Once out, he rises, he must ex- exact his own form of justice, yada yada, you know the tune. Uh-huh. The fun part is that, yes, the heavies of this movie are Bruce motherfucking Payne and MC Hammer. And that's every bit as wonderful as you want and dream it to be. Throw in the director being Kurt Wimmer of Equilibrium Frame, and you've got a movie that's equal parts hilarious and fun. Just thought it sounds like something you should do. Also, a while ago, you mentioned that you were going to watch Drive, the Mark Dacascos and Kadeem Hardison movie, and maybe review it for the podcast. This is something I approve of, as it is unequivocally the best American martial arts movie ever made, bar none. A quick word of warning, however, do not watch the American version. It cuts almost 20 minutes from the movie and thus kills the pacing and the plot. The reasons are a bit complicated to get into, but let's just say the company that shipped it here was famous for slicing down its movies for American audiences. Ooh. You have to get the Region 2 DVD for the actual non-butchered film. For you guys should know that before you take the plunge. Keep watching these horrible classics. Ben. I will say we have that version, and it is on standby. You're a good man, Chuck. Thank you. And man, one man's justice slash one tough bastard. Yeah, that needs to be watched. But MC ne- Hammer's the bad guy. But we need to watch Stone Cold before we watch any... Yeah, before we introduce the boss. Trust boz. me, I have pushed Stone Cold <laughs> I know. I'm many just saying. times. I'm just saying. And it just hasn't worked that out. That was up for 100, wasn't it? That was a serious contender for episode 100, wasn't it? I think it was up for that year, and then it, it got bumped to, well, we'll just do that for 100. But it was going to be, no, it was going to be, yeah, it was up for 100, but it was also up for 91 if we had gone into Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. If we had kept going That's with it. our numbering. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what year we were watching. I got a couple Chuck. movies I could talk about. <gasps> Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Just a couple of recent. All Chuck's right. got movies. Recent joys. Uh, I could talk about the A team. Dude, talk about the A team. A team is surprisingly good. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, like remarkably, like, hey, this is pretty good. You're watching this, like, this isn't crap at all. This is actually they've they've done a nice job with this, even though it's it's totally batshit insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, they they did a good job um, with that tank. Yeah, flying the tank. I uh, that that sort of. The movie sort of suffers from that sort of mid-sequence is better than the end sequence. Even Better than everything. The end sequence is so insane. Like, I was on board this entire movie, and, like, when they get to the part of the end where just truck containers are just spilling out, like, hundreds of truck containers, and they're just, you just see little shadowy CGI figures running from the, se- from the spilling over trucks. I was like, this might be a bit much. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like I stopped smiling, but I was just like, okay, movie, you might have gone a little too far. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I I do not hold that against the movie. I'm I'm just saying I think Flying the Tank was, was better. I, I burst out laughing at that when just, <laughs> what are they doing? They're trying to fly the tank. I thought that was just one of the best lines I've heard in a movie mm-hmm. in a long time. So, Also, the mechanic... The Jason Statham uh, mechanic. Yes. That we are fans of the mechanic. I don't. I, I just. I don't know where that movie came from. I mean, I, I know where it came from. It was a Charles Bronson movie. <laughs> yeah, I know that. that. I'm just saying. It just seemed like it came and went, and no one cared. But I cared. We cared. But that is a solid movie. It's yeah. not 
plot heavy. It's just simple assassins, you know, doing assassin things. One guy learning from another. Every once in a while, Jason Statham does those. Yeah. I thought the bank job was great for yeah. what it was. I yeah, was like, I mean, that was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Yeah, Mechanic's a movie that plays to the strengths of everyone in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I thought, too. Um, and just watching that SUV plow through that bus, I just, <laughs> like, out loud went, holy shit. Like, I generally, that doesn't happen. Watching a movie is just, you know, mm-hmm. watching a movie, but just like, ah, holy shit, <laughs> that SUV just destroyed that city bus. So. Yep. Um, and, and the fight. Uh-huh. And the fight. Yeah, well, the fight was good, too. I mean, there's so much good in that. I mean, just really well done stuff and not CGI bullshit or or bad stunts. I mean, the stunts were good, scaling down buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the did a nice job with that. It gives studs. When they're I, hiding in the walls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel I, I wasn't worried about the Expendables 2, but I even, I feel a little even better about it now because Simon West has always been sort of iffy for me on action movies. Some mm-hmm. of them are really good and some of them aren't. But like if he's coming off of this and going into Expendables 2, I'm like, okay, I think we're going to be okay here. Yep. I'm fine with Con Air's Simon West. I, I don't want to talk about Con Air because do. we'll fight. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Night and Day. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, I saw you check into that yeah, on the Twitters. That movie has no business being as good as it is. What yeah. this is that movie has no business being as good as it is week. Yeah. You're yeah. just a bunch of cynical <laughs> bastards. And Meeklin, me too. Well, I mean Night and Day is We're just a bunch of It's just it's fun. It is fun. It's just a fun movie. It's a lot more fun than you would think. I mean, like these these dual star movies that come out all the time, you just they just seem like vanity pieces. It's just like, okay, we're gonna get Johnny Depp and, you know, Angelina Jolie, and they're going to have a vacation where they go on a boat and they do, you know, you get to watch them go on vacations. It's like, ah, I don't want to watch that. There's so much craziness, especially in the first half of this movie. Just mm-hmm. t- just Tom Cruise zaniness going on. And it continues to frustrate me that Tom Cruise is such an insane person in real life because I his movie persona, to me, is one of the most enjoyable things of, like, yeah. the last 25 years. It's like, I, I never feel disappointed in a, in a Tom Cruise performance in some way, shape, or form. Yep. I, I, I'm getting what I want. When he shows up to work, he's good. Yeah. He, he kind of suffers from the exact opposite. Like, he keeps being a star despite his his real-world craziness. Yeah, it's like... But John Travolta was, like, tolerable, and then, like, when he's also crazy, it's like, all right, fuck that guy. Because I, yeah. I didn't like you that much to begin with, now just fuck you. Well, Travolta <laughs> was always on that bubble of, yeah. he okay, he made two shit movies in a row, that's it, you know, yeah. we're done with you. Whereas Travolta, or where uh, Tom Cruise just keeps... He keeps s- being in good movies. Yeah, I mean, like, even Rock of Ages, which he's wasn't a really great. really good agent, I guess. He's great in that. It's just, I, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, so, it, it's so hard to see his public life and you're just like... Dude, you're so weird. Stop it. But then you're just like, hey, be weird in this movie. It's great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. Maybe yeah. that's what makes it work. My only issue with Night and Day is it doesn't know when to end. <laughs> no, it does go on far too long. And it becomes it becomes sort of slow and espionage towards the end. Mm-hmm. It, it, it stops the... nearly as fun. Yeah, it stops the craziness. Man, that... That traffic, that car chase on the on the freeway that Tom yeah. Cruise is just jumping from car to car and just doing, yep. just like, hey, you know, open, the, open, unlock the door, let me in. <laughs> Camera D is just screaming and great. Yep. I, I I'm just in shock at how good that movie turned out to be. I was expecting <laughs> it to be moderately decent and then was just shocked by how much I enjoyed it. Yep. So that's it. So you guys want another voicemail? Uh, sure. Or you want an email? Let's do a voicemail. All right, let's do a voicemail. Good morning, guys. This is Sunny California. I'm calling in just to get some of my facts right here. So, Chuck has not watched Lord of the Rings. Admittedly, because his wife wants to down, enjoy and have it be a thing. But at the same time, 
he's watched shit over shit over shit after shit. And I don't think I've heard him talk about watching a good movie in a very long time. And when you guys go back and talk about the episode House Divided, it's things like this that I consider very hard to respect Chuck's opinion. Now, Mackie, you have a path on that because you went to art school, and I'm sure that it fucked you up in ways that I cannot imagine. So you probably did like that shitty movie. But I just want to get the facts straight that Chuck has gone through 17 movies of pretty much shit. Now, he, know, he understands shit very well now, but what the fuck have you watched good on the other end of the goddamn spectrum? California. <laughs> this guy hated Lethal Force. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Huh. You watched Taken. Yeah, I did. Wait, I, Taken. Wait, who, wait, who, who, who hated Lethal Force? You hated, he did. Sonny. Okay, good. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I missed that part of it. Like, there was a part where I was having trouble understanding him there. Yeah, no. He, no, he was just explaining why he doesn't trust oh, me or okay, Chuck. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Apparently, art school has fucked me up. Sure. Which is true. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just talked about three good movies. They they happen. The, the thing is, is that good movies are rare. Average movies are abundant. So, and bad I, movies, you're the one willing to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, one, I'm on a bad movie podcast. Two, yeah. all everything I do on YouTube is about bad movies. If I didn't watch any of them, I wouldn't have any content. I wouldn't have stuff to talk about. I just feel like bad, like bad large scale commercial movies are so abundant these days, and they are going out of their way to me to be more offensively bad in the last five to 10 years. Maybe that's age. That's curmudgeonness taking over. I don't know, but I'm just saying like things like the zookeeper. Like I, if I see that commercial, there's nothing that says I need to push play on this ever. Like I can tell from a trailer. No, yeah. this is never ever going to be for me. Right. Jack and Jill. No, like the, the sight of Adam Sandler in drag on the little poster. That makes me things. physically ill. Yeah, Exactly. Like, he's not an overly attractive man as a man, <laughs> so to give him a lady wig makes it <laughs> extremely frightening. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm just saying, like, and Tyler Perry Adam movies, Sam you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mean, that, I think Chuck doesn't have that trigger in his brain. The gag reflex? The, have, you had your, have you had your bad movie gag reflex removed? Is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Okay, okay. That, that's, that's fair. That's a good... But as I said before, and I'll say again, I will never go down the Tyler Perry bath. It's never going to happen. Okay, no, no, no. I'm just, I, I just feel like, like I said, I feel like in the last five to ten years, there have always well, been crap big budget movies. I think, I think what's the difference between us and Chuck mm-hmm. is uh-huh. we tend to revisit things we like. You know, like all pop in alien oh, sure, every sure. once in a while. You know, movies I've seen hundreds of times. Lately, I've noticed you don't seem to rewatch anything. Very rarely, unless there's like like you watch the alien movies before Prometheus, but right. you don't tend to go back, so you're always bringing in new stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the difference between you and most of us. Maybe is that you're always bringing in new stuff, and of course, with this much shit out there, yeah. Well, like I said, you're going to catch a lot of you it. know ha- having cable and some movie channels now. I do find myself. I'll see a movie that's coming on, and it's like, oh, shit, I haven't seen that in 10 years. Let's mm-hmm. see how my opinion on that may have changed. And mm-hmm. So I'll watch it. I may not talk about it on here. but Yeah, and I've been, just, I've been doing that, too. I just sure. haven't been talking about it. But, yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. It seems like the, the line in the sand of, of bad movies these days, you know, like I said, a, it's a, worse. Ba- a bad movie is a bad movie like that we talk about. Generally speaking... We do occasional Hollywood blockbusters that were fail busters. Sure. You know, but I mean, it's like, I'm just saying like these things that are either geared at kids or geared, I'm sorry to say, but at dumb people. I mean, that some of these movies feel that way. It's like, it's either it's a kid's movie or it's like unintelligent people or, or, or who the target market is. I, 
I, I okay. I, I it, it's fifty fifty. It's we are getting older. Okay, there's that. But the on the other hand, the movies are getting dumber. I yep. mean, and not not dumber in a I don't want to say dumber in a smart way, like if that makes sense. But you know, it's it's not like a, a, a level of stupidity that's so dumb. It's like okay, that's that's so dumb. It's funny, like you know, say dumb like and dumber. Jerk. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, Kevin Boy. I mean, like these things exactly. that are just like okay, this is absolutely utterly right, mindless, and it's portraying but, the stupidest yeah, person possible. But more yeah. lowest common denominator humor, basically, which is right. just basically not even really going for a joke, just someone getting hit in the balls. You know, it's just like <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, but it can be, but I mean, it's like <laughs> it's no, once no, you, it's, my it's like a, it's a trigger in every Adam Sandler movie now. It's just like Adam. Sandler falls down and gets hit in the nuts and and then his bad child actors point and laugh at him and it's it's no I just I feel like we we've come out like I feel like those movies obviously those were that was an old thing you mm-hmm. know what I mean we had three stooges and things like that and that's where comedy was built from in sure. film and television world mm-hmm. and then it's like it things got more mature and and things got serious in the 60s and the 70s as like they were pushing the ratings boundaries and then it's like they they started to dive back into the wackiness in the 80s of doing boing you know sound effect kind of comedy yeah and then it's like they you know, then it's like clerks happened everyone was like do that realistic conversations comedy mm-hmm. you know gross humor that's back and then all of a sudden it seems like we're we're back on that downslope again of like i i swear if, if i yeah if i see a movie and somebody there's a sound effect fuck it i'm done like i mean it's like i no you just yeah. lost me i i still Slide maintain yeah. that there's something about mary has ruined american comedy for a, like imitators trying to be that trying to outgross themselves out in terms of that style of comedy yeah. like for a long time fucked up comedy movies like it, there was a long time where it was just like everything was coming out was just like trying to be grosser than that and it was just irritating and not funny and just repulsive to look at and and now there's sort of a backlash against that where they're going to like you know Adam Sandler PG rated movies it's like who wanted that no one wants that except for the billions who go see it so yeah well it's like well, the, I mean, the spoof movies are another that's like I said that's a whole other and that but that, those that, keep getting made because they cost like thirty dollars to yeah, make sure but I mean they, well they generally have a certain number of at least B-list celebrities in them yeah. that probably have to get paid something. But I'm just, I'm just saying like that level of humor seems to be moving into fictionalized comedy as well. Well, and I've, I've had this discussion with people, which has almost turned into a fight based on like age. But like, if you, if you went to like Wikipedia and just search like list of movies from 1986 and it'll list everything that came out in an American theater in 1986, you go down that list and separate all the movies that are really great. And then everything that's left there's nothing really on the list that's like, God, that movie is just awful. Just repulsively awful. That movie is terrible. No, everything else on the list is like, eh, that was all right. That was okay. It was nothing great, but it was all right. Eh, that one was all right. You look at movies that come out now, and it's either like really great or just the worst thing possible. There is no more really middle ground anymore. You either get something that's solid right out of the gate that may have a few flaws in it, or you get something that is that is so unfunny and so dull or just uninteresting in every way shape or form there's no there's none of that just sort of like hey this movie's all right you know well i think that that's to me that that's almost that's public opinion and uh, that, leaning to you know skewing yeah. towards hyperbole of like this is the best or the worst thing i've ever seen yeah and like real i can give an example of that real quick because i last night i watched jonah hex which the entire world was just like this is the worst piece of crap in the history of cinema and it's not great but it's not terrible. No, it's there's not. there's nothing wholly wrong with that movie. It's 
it's short and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it sort of creates its own little universe and you're like, okay, I guess this makes sense within the confines of that. And I'm not confused from point A to point B. I know where the movie is going. It's fine. But everyone, like I announced that on Twitter. I was like, I'm watching Jonah Hex. Like 16 people were like, dear God, what is wrong with you? Stop, push, stop right now. I'm like, dude, I have seen much worse than this. So you've seen the Giver. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think there's... There's a lot that's going on. There's like the the tendency towards hyperbole. There's the refinement of what you know you like. Sure. And you know there there's a little bit of nostalgia glasses being put on for stuff that you know you may have remembered with a sharper edge back when you first saw it. Yeah. But there's also as far as the the generally kind of crap stupid movies there's a common denominator. Like we may be on you know, on one side of the chart and the extremely stupid people are on another side of the chart. Mm -hmm. But in the middle, there's a bunch of just average Joes and just plain old boring Midwest or just, you know, C student sort of people. (laughs) And that's where most of the money is. So that's where the, that's where the most of, Oh, I don't. Most of the dollars yeah, are. No, I'm, I'm so not that's trying to where knock you, them I mean, so making them. That's yeah. where people are. That's where they're gonna go to get the dollars. I mean, movies became they're consumable. They're gonna go to those. Yeah, what's what's happened is movies have become focus group to death. Sure, sure. Because that if too. I take a design and show twenty people in my office, everything that's unique and weird that I like that I think makes it work will get taken out somehow. Right. And eventually, it just gets boiled down to all the generic shit that everyone liked on it. Yeah, and a movie is that times a thousand. Yeah, and everything just just sort of steers towards the middle, and then once you get the middle so many times, the middle starts to get terrible, and so. Well, and you when you focus group, you can't. You have to see it as a whole. Right. You have to see this leads to this. This doesn't work if this isn't here. Yeah. When you take that out, you break this. But a lot of times, when you do that with a movie, you can't fix it. Yeah. And that's what happens is all this shit gets, and something like Jonah Hex gets cut down to 70 minutes of yeah. movie, and it's like, where the hell is everything else? Yeah. Because I guarantee there was unique, weird stuff that's not there anymore because yeah, I, they screened it, and, and people said, oh, they, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't. That? I can't fault studios for making grown-ups when it makes a bunch of money. Right. I don't have a problem with that. I just know that I can see it and see a trailer and go, that's not for me any more than the latest Nicholas Sparks novel adaptation is for me. Mm-hmm. These are not things I need, you know? I mean, yep. I can just look at that and go, that's not for me. I never need to watch that. I I have I don't have a problem with letting go saying Adam Sandler is mostly done for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need him. I love, you know, Billy Madison, I love Happy Gilmore, I love his comedy albums, Funny on Saturday Night Live. He's done. Like last thing I watched was uh, you know, the way way too long uh, funny people. Funny people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and then it's like you know, it's like he tried one more time, like give me an Oscar, and it's like, no, you're you're not an Oscar dude. Yeah. Sorry. And so, I, you know, if he wants to go off and make boat movies, I'm I'm fine. I don't need to follow him down that trail. Yeah. So. You realize we're all the we're the over thirty bad movie curmudgeons league now. All of us. <laughs> no, I, I, I I'm not, I, I'm not yeah. making that as a commentary on anything you just said. Yeah. yeah. That's just a blanket statement right. that I realized. I'm just saying like I, I, I I'm able yeah. to like, you know, let things go. Like I, like I said, I, 
I like Wes Craven movies. I realize he's made shit for the last 10 years. Yeah. I don't need to sure. see it. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, that's just a statement of fact. It's, it's not, we're, we're not looking at him with rose colored glasses. Like, Oh, no. his eighties movies were so great. No, they are legitimately worse now than they were in the eighties. His, whatever he is doing is no longer good. It's yeah. just, I think maybe you can only do something so many times before it becomes just routine. And people run out of juice. You yeah. Know? Like, and he's old. Like any yeah. performers, whether it be mental, physical, or artistic, you run out sometimes. Right. Sometimes, like, you know. Yeah. I, I always do this thing. I, 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 give, I give people a pass, and I'm free to take it away. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's... You play God. Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, no, I like, somebody, like... It's rare for me. Like it takes like three really solid things in a row from somebody, director, actor, whatever, writer, that I go, okay, I will now follow you wherever you go. And until you fuck up big time, I'm taking your pass away. I, I've done it in the past where it's like people have had where they, every movie I saw was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ray Fiennes for a long time, every fucking movie that guy was making was solid. And they made mm-hmm. the Avengers and it was like, there's your pass. It's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean, Ray Fiennes couldn't make a bad movie there for a while. Right. And... And it's like, you know, I, I'm I'm tempting giving Fassbender one because everything I've seen him do so far has been good or you know, really good. You know, it's like, it's just sometimes people get them and, and then I have to take them away. Give them a guest away. pass. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's just like, sometimes you know. Sometimes they change agents and then. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're shit, you know. So, I mean. Well, they go for the boat money. You can see it happen. I, I Tom Cruise generally has a pass, like we were just saying. Like, yeah. like I generally like almost any movie Tom Cruise is in. Yeah, I mean, th- there's occasionally been a Tom Cruise movie where it's just like, eh, yeah. Vanilla Sky, I'm not a fan of. And I love Vanilla Sky. Okay. So that's strange. So. Okay. But, oh, I mean, I just and maybe I need to see it again. But but Vanilla Sky was just like, it didn't work for me. But it wasn't like, okay, Tom Cruise, your time is done. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Tom Cruise. Yeah. It was just like, no, that movie's, it's not really a Tom Cruise movie. That's a Vanilla Sky movie that Tom Cruise is in. So. That's Cameron Crowe going way out of his normal right. league. Yeah. So. Anyway. Good discussion. Okay. Yeah. Movies. Lively. They suck. <laughs> you want a suggestion from a new Fuck listener? Movies. What kind we? of suggestion? First. A movie suggestion. Oh, oh, okay. This one is from, I'm going to guess, Yolk. Yoki. J-O-K-K-E from Finland. Okay. Sure. Yolk. Yolk. Hello, Mavcast. Here's my oh. recommendation for your viewing. Oh. Hell Squad, also known as Commando Girls from 1986. Sold. Plot summary from IMDb. In order to rescue the son of a diplomat who has been kidnapped by terrorists, a group of Las Vegas showgirls undergo commando training and organize a rescue operation. Super sold. In. <laughs> I could go on about boobs, tiger paws, and clever water-preserving measures that this movie has, but if you are not impressed by the synopsis of the Hell Squad, you are not the Banff cast that I know. Best regards, Yoke from Finland. And please tell me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, and I'll correct it. But I'm yeah. in. I'm totally yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. You know, water, you know I know what water say, saving measures are. Yeah. 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 You know how we always say sell us on a movie? Yup. You just sold us on a movie. Sure. That's so. I'm in. I'll, yep. I'll find it. It, it will be <laughs> ours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? We need to do some contact information real quick. Rapid yes, fire. Yes, we do. Check us out at the website, www.bmfcast.com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're the BMFcast. You can find us. Search for us on iTunes, Bad Movie Fiends Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Check us out on Stitcher, an app for all your relevant mobile devices. You can stream our glory directly to your ear holes. Those are the ones on the sides of your face. <laughs> also, the most important thing that you can do, give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BFCast hotline, 910-5-JOX-BMF, 910-556-9263. Do it. Your mother will thank you. 
And our mothers will thank you. All mothers will thank you. And I will thank your mother. Whoa. <laughs> hey, watch it. <laughs> I will, I'll send, I'll say thank All you right, to your flowers. Mother. Send her a card. Yeah. Right. So let's get out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Says, hey, hello, Banffcast. Here's hello. my recommended rendi- <laughs> did, he type, ding dong. did he type it in finish? <laughs> hello, hello Banffcast. He's not finished typing it yet. <laughs> I award you the golden umlaut. <laughs> the poon. Yes, for the poon. <laughs> you better put that at the end of the episode. I'm just going to tell that right all right. <laughs> ah, it always makes my night when I can mm-hmm. break somebody.